Hello, welcome to another episode of Doc Kennedy Live. Glad you're here. Real quick, if you could please share this episode, I'd appreciate it. If you could leave a comment, review, uh, wherever that might be, wherever you're listening from, that helps the show grow. And I am relying on you all to help this thing grow. So I thank you so much for your support. It means a lot to me. Uh, I hope you had an awesome weekend. Uh, I had a great time. Last night, I was down in Georgia. I was in Woodstock, Georgia. That's just outside Atlanta. Had an awesome time. Uh, got to be on a show. Derek Tennant uh, is the producer, and he was hosting last night. And, man, we had a good old time. The people at this venue, this place, if you're down in Woodstock, even if you're around Atlanta, head out to Woodstock, Semper Fi Bar and Grill. The food is incredible, and... Man, these guys support their troops. Uh, it's run and owned by former Marines. Uh, they're the real deal. And it's exciting that they just got to announce that they're going to be franchising. So you're going to see Semper Fi Bar and Grill coming across the nation. And uh, exciting times for them. I'm real happy for them. Just great people. Uh, yeah, the show was fun. Uh, just uh, It was a sold-out show. Uh, Derek did a, a great job. Check out 14sleeves.com. That's Derek's site. And uh, find out about him and his sister, Julie. They got some fun stuff going on. Derek's a real deal. So, yeah, again, if you're down there, you're going to want to eat there, too. I mean, I, I had a uh, chicken wrap that was the best chicken wrap I've ever had. So, I don't say that lightly. I mean that with all my heart. Best chicken wrap I've ever had. Now, I'm not going around trying out chicken wraps everywhere I go. So, <laughs> But this was pretty dang good. So uh, take my word for it. You'll want to eat there. And uh, if you get a chance, check out uh, Derek's doing a show monthly. So check that out as well. And what else is going on here? My wife and my son are gone for almost two weeks. It is sad. I love my family. I love my little fam and I'm always so grateful for them. Uh, you know, I know some people would joke about that, you know, that, you know, like, oh, I'm free. You know, I don't feel that way at all. You know, I spent a lot of my life being single, not having a little fam of my own. And now that I have them, I don't want them leaving. I love these people. <laughs> so, um, I get to see little pictures of my son and, and my wife there. I'm so proud of my son. He's one and a half. And uh, there last week, I wasn't feeling good. And my wife said, here, Justice, let's pray for dad. So he puts his little hands on my head. And he just kind of, he doesn't have a ton of words right now. So he goes, but he loves to talk. So he goes, amen, amen. <laughs> and he was so proud. And, and of course, I'm proud of him. So it's either that night or the, ne the next night. I'm laying in bed, and, and uh, Rebecca had put him in bed with us. And it's like 4.30 a.m. And all of a sudden, I feel these two hands clamp down on my head. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Good job, son. So uh, fast forward to today, and uh, my wife's down in Florida helping her sister, who just had a baby. And uh, so Rebecca's taking the two babies for a walk. I guess Justice is now a toddler. And uh, he wanted to pray for the baby. 
So he put his little hands on, on the baby's head and prayed for him and amen, amen. I, I mean, that I'm really proud of that. That's why I share that story. I'm just proud of that, you know, that he cares. You know, that means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, he wasn't getting jealous. He's not getting jealous of the baby. He He wanted to you know, be a part of the baby's life, you know, and he wants to be a great cousin and he is that. So I'm going to brag on my son because I love him and I'm very proud of him. And I'm, I love my wife and I'm very proud of her. You know, she's the one that instigated that, you know, getting him to pray at night. Uh, A lot of nights I'm not there uh, when he goes to bed. She's the one to put him to bed and she's the one that instigated that. So, um, all the credit goes her way, but uh, proud of them both, and I love them both so much. Can't wait for them to be back. All right, I'm done rambling on that. Let's talk about this uh, Canadian trucker convoy. Man, this thing's incredible. You know, I don't know what your news source is. I don't know where you're hearing anything from, but I'll tell you what, this thing's huge. This is a big deal, and these people, I mean, you have to really do something wrong for Canadians to be upset. <laughs> They're not the type of people that's going to go out of their way when, you know, if they don't have to, you know, and really they've spent two years trying everything they can to not have to, uh, you know, do what they're doing now. But Trudeau has put them in a spot. And that's why I call him. I call him Justin Trudeau. I'm not calling him Trudeau. I'm calling him Trudeau. That's what he is. Big old turd. Trudeau is out here really being a tyrant. I mean, the uh, in my mind, he is one of the most uh, vile humans on the planet. And I, I put him right in that same league. Well, I'm not going to put him in the same league as like Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is actively killing people. I'm not putting that past Trudeau, but I'm saying, you know, like, like I'm not saying Canada's North Korea yet, but I could totally see where Trudeau would love for that to be reality, where he would be running it as Kim Jong-un does North Korea. How do I know this? He said, and I quote, these truckers have unacceptable views. That is the words of a tyrant, of a dictator, not a president, not a leader, a dictator. This is a person who wants to have his thumb on every person in Canada. And I believe that God's going to redeem Canada. I mean, they have brought this on themselves. Years and years of pushing liberal policy has put them where they are, but they're waking up. And uh, this is a big deal. Uh, I'm going to read you a tweet here. This is uh, Sir Marco Robinson. 100,000 truckers. That's how many people, how many vehicles they have in Ottawa right now. One, they're they're estimating about one and a half million people at the parliament. And the deal is either Trudeau resigns or drops all mandates. No negotiations I have been told that by many amazing Canadian close friends. That's how it has to be. And I'll tell you what, Canadian friends, you have to make Trudeau resign 
I doubt that he won that election. I highly doubt it. You know, they're pros at stealing stuff here. You know, that's just the way it is. I can't imagine that the people of Canada, having been through what they've been through, were like, yeah, let's sign up for more. <laughs> I I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, where am I going with this? Okay, Canadian truckers, yeah. You got to force them to resign. Because if you try to uh, negotiate a deal where he would, uh, you know, all mandates are dropped. Why would you trust him? Why would you trust him to just say, okay, I'll, I'll do that. The second you leave town, he's going to flip that around. I, I promise that he's going to try to get the military involved. He's going to try to attack the people who were standing up against him. Why wouldn't they? They've already got a deal where, you know, if you, you see someone who's, uh, you know, not have a mask on, you have to report them. Well, why wouldn't they just say, hey, let us know who exactly you know was in Ottawa and we will deal with them our own way. That's exactly what's coming. And I know that sounds very far-fetched and all this. Stuff. How do we know this? We saw this January 6th, Washington, D.C., this is the same, same stuff that he would be thrown. So they have to force him to resign. He has to resign. And he's such a coward. I think he might resign. We'll see. He's, he's terrified. And we know that because he faked being sick. And he's been taken you know, to some secret place. He's not even willing to meet the people, you know, just say, you know, have a, have a meeting. He's not willing to take a meeting. This guy's a straight up coward. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it runs in the family. His dad, piece of work too. So anyway, I, I'm really pulling for you truckers, praying for you. I seen where folks were, you know, these people who are so deceived, they're backing Trudeau. They're out there dropping nails on the highway trying to force the trucks either off the road or trying to destroy their vehicles. These people are straight up evil. There are evil people out there. You know, <laughs> wake up call. There's evil people. We're going to be talking about a little bit more of that right here. Well, let's just jump into it. Anyway, I, well, I want to cap this off with, you know, be smart. Don't let anger win the day. Be smart, Canadians. Don't let any anger win. You can you can win this peacefully. And, uh, you know, you got the globe with you. Look at what's going on. Like the Netherlands, now they're doing the same thing. They have trucks going to their capital. And uh, Australia, same thing. This is a, a global thing. I have a dear friend of mine who, who has a great gift of prophecy. And he had told me a few months ago, um, actually this was about a month ago. He told me that the Lord had told him that there was going to be some sort of a movement that he felt was going to be simultaneous that there, we were going to see people doing the same thing. It was a protest where they'd be doing the same thing. And that's exactly what we're seeing with this, where this, this is a peaceful protest. 
uh, people are sacrificing. And we need to understand that too. People can't go to the store and buy stuff like they normally would because the stuff that they would buy isn't being shipped because the truckers are making the stand. And that's, that's part of the deal too. You know, they're in this together and, uh, it's an amazing thing. I'm really proud of, of our neighbors to the North. You guys are, are doing something wonderful. You're going to hear crap from folks. Never mind them. <laughs> they don't have a clue. And maybe down the road, they'll thank you or down the road. They'll say, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, we were pretty much right. You know, stuff like that, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know what you're doing is right and just keep doing it. I seen video of folks out in Ottawa cleaning up the streets, you know, and, uh, you know, like literally cleaning, not like law enforcement, but <laughs> you know, literally cleaning the streets. So you're doing things right. And, uh, you can, uh, pat yourself on the back no matter what happens, you know, knowing that you did your best, you did what you could and, um, stood your ground, you know, and that's important. So, all right. Moving on, Michael Rappaport, actor, comedian. This guy, he put out a video on TikTok a few days ago where he was at a Rite Aid and he saw someone walk into the store. There's a security guard in the video standing there. This guy loads his bag full of whatever off the shelf and walks out. And Michael was shocked. Now, those of us, you know, that are conservative thinkers, we know this happens. You know, we're not shocked. <laughs> this is happening on a regular basis. But Michael was shocked. And then he put out another video, I think it was today, where he went back into the Rite Aid and this was in his neighborhood and the shelves were cleared and the store was shutting down because people came in and looted the place and they can't stay in business, obviously. And Michael's shocked. And now I'm seeing people give him a hard time being like, well, that's what you voted for, you idiot, you know, and all this stuff. I don't feel that way about Michael at all. You know, we are in a time of awakening. And that's exactly what Michael is experiencing right now. He is waking up to the reality of the failed policies that he helped support. You know, and now, and I put this on TikTok. I, I tagged him in it. I said, Michael, now you need to find out why this is happening. The policies that are enabling these people, what are those? The Soros-funded DAs, who their job is to keep criminals on the street. That's their job. And that's not you know some conspiracy. That's the dang truth. And it's not hard to find. It's not hard to find at all. I don't know if you can do a Google search, but use DuckDuckGo. You will find the truth, and you'll find it pretty quick. So this is part of, uh, of awakening, and uh, I'm excited for Michael. You know, this is, this is a big deal. We've all had a wake-up call in the last two years. You know, I know if you're listening to this that you're, you're probably a little bit more thinking like I am. So you've already woke up to, you know, whatever degree that you are, but Michael is beginning this journey. So praise God, he's getting to go down this trail of discovering that things aren't the way that we, he thought they were. And, you know, 
Let's have grace for these people. Let's have grace for each other. It's all right. We're all learning at a different level. You know, we're learning at different speeds. And, uh, you know, that's something to, to just wrap your arms around folks and walk with them through this. So anyway, uh, you know, you want to reach out, feel free. Uh, you can actually visit the website. It's not completely done yet. We're getting there. Uh, my dear friend, Brock Douglas, check him out on, on uh, TikTok. He's got an awesome, uh, he's got over a hundred thousand followers on there, but he's helping me with the website. And so we're, uh, we're almost done, but you can check it out. DocKennedy.com. And uh, excited to have that up and running and uh, excited for you to visit. So, uh, since I have nothing else to ramble about, I will let you go. I'm glad you stayed this long. So God bless. These are great days, my friends. Thank you.